Hi everyone. If you like what you've been hearing, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon. That's H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. The Patreon's really the lifeblood of the podcast. It lets me dedicate the time that I need to play the games, to talk to our guests, to really set everything up and, and make everything as sharp as it is. Um, without it, uh, no cartridge really wouldn't exist the way it does today. If you don't like monthly pledges, I totally get it. Uh, there's also paypal.me backslash Hagelbon, and we can try and figure something out there. Or you can email me at nocartridgeaudio at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, and I will try and answer your emails as quickly as I can. Thanks so much for your support, and enjoy the show. Hagelbon on Twitter, and uh, I have with me today uh, my friend Luke, who you may also know as at Luke is Amazing on Twitter. Uh, Luke, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me on. I am not at all nervous about this. <laughs> not at all nervous. You just gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta not be nervous, and then like um, believe it long enough that it becomes true. It's like. Uh, it's like convincing yourself that you can like run a marathon and by the time you're at mile 25, it becomes true. Okay. And just like my being able to run a marathon, I'll, uh, I'll be <laughs> able to do this. You got it. You got it. Um, all right, cool. So uh, you are here to talk to us about uh, actually something that a lot of people have wanted me to talk about, uh, which is, um, Knights of the, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, KOTOR, uh, KOTORs one and two, which people have like a, a, a kind of abiding love for these games. Uh, they do. And in my opinion, they, they absolutely should. They are, uh -huh. um, they're my, especially the first game. Um, they are just. They're just some of my favorite games, and they stick out to me because they combined a lot of things that people wanted to see from Star Wars, like stuff that wasn't in the movies, stuff that hadn't been shown in in anything else really except a few comics. And then it combined it with like a really deep RPG and Bioware's writing and everything like that. And cool. yeah. And yeah, it was turn-based, even though I, I hate turn-based games. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the, the, when you play a good turn-based game or you play a good, any game, like I, I feel like there's a way in which good versions of those games reveal that like, yeah, actually like, these games could be just fine. <laughs> like when you oh, play yeah. a good turn-based game, it becomes like, oh, I've just played bad turn-based games this whole time. Oh yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's like with it's like with with anything. I don't I don't particularly like sports games, but you know, every once in a while there'll be like a really 
great one. Mm-hmm. And right. you exactly. know, I don't I don't like turn based games, but you know, they're if I, I love these games. And it's not just because they're Star Wars games, even though I'm a huge Star Wars fan, because I really haven't liked most Star Wars games that have ever come out, frankly. Well, and, and most people haven't. Like, I, I think, like, generally Star Wars games live in – I mean, it's not quite – it's not quite the same as, like, the Lord of the Rings games prior to uh, um, uh, Shadow of Mordor where, like, mm-hmm. they existed in this sort of, like, oh, yeah, they got totally botched uh, early on and no one ever mm-hmm. made a good one. I mean, there are those weird side-scroller Star Wars games that came out mm-hmm. for the Nintendo. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, for those – they're yeah, strange. Super Nintendo. They they are strange, and and one of them was kind of easy, and people complained. <laughs> so the Empire Strikes Back version was kind of easy, and I think people complained, and then it got hard, or maybe it was the other way around. I don't, I don't remember particularly, but uh, but yeah, those were the only ones I liked until until Knights of the Old Republic came out, and. Yeah, the rest of them, you know, they were like, oh, you can play as this guy running around like clunky walls and yeah, like pre-Goldeneye running around. It's Shadow like, the Empire great. Style. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Jedi Knight games seemed OK, but like they were their own thing. And uh, mm-hmm. I think like the reason Star Wars doesn't get the same rep is because like they had a lot of specialty games like uh, X-Wing versus TIE yeah. Fighter was something that people really liked, but I, you, I can't imagine you'd like that if you didn't, I, and I never played it, but I can't imagine you would like it if you didn't like flight simulators or like, you exactly. know, there's like, it's not exactly like they never actually made like a holistic star Wars game until KOTOR. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, um, I, I don't, I, I don't know what it is about it. Cause I played through the first one. So, many times that it i mean you know i can recite the story from like memory for the first game Mm -hmm. and and that's weird for me because like i said i don't like turn-based and usually until that point i would never play through an rpg again which sounds weird to a lot of people and to me now it does it would but until this game i didn't do that so, uh, I mean, let me ask you, like you, you brought up at the beginning and a lot of people are interested in um, this kind of quirk of the game. I mean, you, you brought up the the kind of specter of Bioware um, and I, you know, I saw a I saw a thread that on um, on Twitter the other day that said that uh, KOTOR 2 was was uh, the best game ever about uh, uh, clinical depression Um I saw that. I like that. Yeah, I liked it too. I like that. And I yeah. liked how what I liked about it was it seemed like it could be plausible basically. Like it seemed mm-hmm. like okay, they're not just being like funny here. They're not just kind of like being cute. This actually could be a thing. And like what I what I think is fascinating about that is these games were ahead of any sort of like indie push like this. Mm-hmm. This was pre-steam. This was when, like, you know, if you found indie games, you were downloading them from publisher websites or getting them on discs or trading them with friends or, you know, they they, they cracked the code and they got on Lucas uh, Arts or whatever. Like, this wasn't mm-hmm. this wasn't a period of time where stuff like Depression Quest or whatever was a thing. And yet these yeah. also, they represent so much of that, I don't I want to come up with the right way of saying it, like patina of very complex emotional stories. 
yeah, and it, I think I think one of the reasons that um, that that night that that the first game does that is because it it takes you along and it somehow through really good writing and really good characters and the stuff that Bioware is known for and it, it it brings you in and then at the end of the game you realize that the entire time you've just been led along by a lot of tropes and I mean sorry but I guess spoilers for Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> you haven't played it in the last what, 20 years or whatever <laughs> Yeah, um, 2003, 2004. Um, good Lord, I'm old. We're old. Oh, um, yeah. oh yeah, I, I remember um, this podcast just makes me think about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you realize that the main, you know, trigger device in the game is that Revan is an amnesiac. Like, they led you along the entire time. You're like, oh, he's an amnesiac. And I mean, yeah, a lot of, you know, some people figured it out earlier than other people, you know, mm, sure. probably, you know, whenever. But at the same time, it was still fairly universally praised as a as good storytelling that was done with um that was done even through the use of tropes. And I, and I think, you know, to an extent they did that on purpose because, you know, Star Wars is obviously based on spaghetti Westerns and, and things of that nature. Yeah. I think like, it's interesting to think about Star Wars as this, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. It's interesting to think about Star Wars as this like container for uh, symbolism. Cause I think like in some ways Lucas treated the first three films kind of like that but also they just kind of yeah. presented ciphers because they weren't complete in the ways that say the prequels were right like they they didn't right. have the kind of polish and so you could put things on them like mm -hmm. they felt like spaghetti westerns or kurosawa movies or something but like they also felt like a lot more they were bigger um and, and yeah. it seems like seems to me that like why people like kotor is because like it it keys into the the quality of bigger like that quality of like you can put a lot on this yeah, and I mean, they they really have. In fact, uh, I I think I'm I'm almost positive that um, what was started with with Kotor and now is in the Old Republic, which is you know the MMO RPG that mm -hmm. that that Bioware started and, and EA picked up or whatever. It's the only thing that's not canon Star Wars that's still going. Right, yeah, because they they collapse the extended universe, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, and and I mean, so they've been building on this since then. But I mean, you know, outside of a few comics, you know, this was this was the first thing to really explore and you know let you see on a screen, and in this case, let you control, you know, this this early part of the galaxy when there are thousands and thousands of Jedi and thousands, thousands of lightsabers and, you know, everybody doing crazy shit with the force. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's got plot twists and, you know, all this kind of weird, you know, video game nonsense, yeah. but at the same time, it, it just works. And, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's what it's doing. Yeah. I mean, how much of that do you feel, 
is, I don't know, like, I, I guess what I'd say is like, how much of that do you feel is reflective of just Star Wars finding the the genre of its moment again not to say like film has been surpassed by games because that's a that's a nonsensical sort of claim but um yeah like if you're if you're talking about like genre fiction uh, maybe it, it feels like the way you're talking about it that video games might have been that moment to or video games might have been the genre of the moment to capture the star wars capture the star wars universe in the way that film did in the 70s and 80s i guess well, I mean, you know, if you want to get like in like super Star Wars nerd with me, <laughs> um, I think I think that the, the biggest wasted part of Star Wars is video games because they've, you know, if you talk to people about their favorite Star Wars games, you know, KOTOR and you know they, they you know people say the old PC games and stuff like that and and that's fine but you know that's it and maybe you know the the Battlefronts you know I, I like Battlefront 2 but you know it's not a great game you know if it had a different skin on it I probably wouldn't play it but you know whatever right. um, um, but uh, you know I just don't think they've they've done enough with that. And if you if you let people tell these stories and let people control these things, you can open it up. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Disney or EA or, or whoever, you know, is fighting in that corporate, you know, hierarchy, um, you know, that, you know, that's 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 the one that they're wasting because, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess like so. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to what you were talking about with Bioware before we got on the air, which is like, it's this, I mean, Bioware is such a hot topic in some ways. Like, and, and you, you put it best when you said like, they're kind of gone except for, for Dragon Age and like, yeah, of course, like they, they are kind of gone because, because of drag, aside from Dragon Age, like, and they seemed like such a major contender, um, when they actually began like with KOTOR and everything like that, like what, what do you think happened? Like, what do you think, what do you think happened here? Like what made this moment work for Bioware and what changed after the fact? Um, uh, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not an insider by, you know, by any means, but the stuff, you know, the stuff I know about, uh, uh, about the production for KOTOR and, 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 and the second game, they, they basically sent everything to LucasArts. They, they had to send everything over and basically everything came back from LucasArts and LucasArts was like, yeah, you, you know, this is great. This is great. This is great. And they, they basically didn't change anything except for a couple of names of characters due to like copyright lawsuits and stuff that were ongoing with like, different publishers or whatever um and they just crafted these stories but the thing is they had they they were given like a, an ending they had to have an ending of some kind and so they were forced there and i don't know you know i don't know whose fault 
it was later when they got to, you know, Mass Effect and that threw everyone off in the third yeah. game and, and, you know, they just left it open. And I mean, not to, you know, not to re rehash that whole thing, but I mean, I think if you choose one, even if it's not the most popular one that everybody wanted, I think that does something more than just saying, all right, here's three choices, you know, <laughs> right. Whatever. It's kind of an elusive. You know, it's, you know, it felt cheap to me, but, you know, KOTOR wasn't like that. And and I mean, you know, they've, you know, the Mass Effect series has fallen apart since then, which is sad because Mass Effect 2 was oh, it's a brilliant game. Yeah, game, I, I, it, so. I find that really interesting because, yeah. like, it seems to me what you're what you're saying is that the 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 kind of like specter of choice right um which i mean became so so popular uh through games that like we don't really care about as much anymore i mean in some ways that's not true in some ways you know choice and and branching dialogue trees and stuff came out in stuff like you know the persona or mm-hmm. shin megami tensei games or whatever that a lot of american audiences didn't play mm-hmm. they were kind of like mm-hmm. you know subgenre stuff but i mean you think about like where it got popular in the market a fable um which like no one no one talks about Fable anymore. Yeah. Like Fable is not as big a deal as everyone thought it was gonna be. <laughs> and like this idea of oh, all your actions matter. I, I I tend to agree with what I think you're applying, that like a lot of times that does not work as well as a careful and considered narrative. I agree. And 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 I'm gonna say this and uh, I wanna find the best way to say it because if i say it the wrong way it's just going to sound <laughs> horrible the the pro so in in mass effect games and even in dragon age games um and in any bioware games and in any you know game where you're like oh are you good or bad you know your choices for good or bad are either like okay i'm going to eradicate this entire species and that's obviously bad or i'm going to let this species go but this species you know is going to proliferate out of you know out of you know control and kill humanity again mm-hmm. or so, you know something like that and it's like these these two like ridiculous choices and it's like do we always have to play the trolley game every yeah and i mean that's the that's uh when i had um when i had uh uh uh, john on uh to talk about prey like the you know prey he made the point and I, i agree like the the more recent prey arcane studios prey um it worked because it was literally like everything in it was the trolley problem. And then at the end, when it revealed to you that like the whole thing was basically a simulation, the joke was like, Hey, um, it's the trolley problem. (laughs) It's like, here's, here's how you solved the trolley problem or didn't. And it's like that sort of, that sort of like care taken in where it's like, yeah, look, you know, this is, this is how ridiculous we've become. Like we've gamified it to the point that we can make a game about how ridiculous the trolley problem is. Um, you would think that would be the end of it. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing it on TV. Oh, really? It's a good place. So there you go. Is that right? I mean, no, that it, no, it's, it's a good show. I just, it, I'm oh. just <laughs> making a silly joke. It's like watching 
like watching yeah, uh, ethics, right. you know, it's like watching somebody comparative ethics all the time. It's, I would know. say like ethics problems are the one thing that I can be sure that my students uh, don't care about like, or, or not don't care about, but aren't thrown by basically. Like if I, if I, I can yeah. present them like a lot of big, um, intellectual problems and they'll often mm-hmm. they'll often have a hard time with them like and naturally like it's the point of college you're supposed to give people hard, mm-hmm. hard ideas um and yeah. but if you give them the trolley problem they're just like oh yeah okay like right i get it fine whatever um yeah. it's not like yeah. they don't really care like it's you, like all right cool yeah. <laughs> it's old hat yeah do you choose yeah you you choose one or you choose five and you reason it out, you know, and as long as, you know, as long as your reason isn't sociopathic or, you know, whatever, I'm probably using no, the wrong armchair psychiatry word, but if they you know, don't complain at me, I do. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Oh the, yeah. You know, great. The, you know, you'll be on the problematic podcast. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll know I'm making it then. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's interesting. Like it's not, I'm trying to think of a good game that's done this recently. And you know, you know, the funny, the funny thing, people are going to, people are going to be irritated with me that I'm using this game. I'm sure there are better narratives that I'm just leaving out. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, um, doom, the, the 2016 doom, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. worked so well this way. Like it was just extremely clear in how it was, um, expressing what it wanted to do and the direction it was taking and the ideas it had you couldn't there weren't a lot of paths to take there were no trolley problems you just Mm -hmm. killed all the demons and it just kept presenting you the story and like it wasn't a totally uncomplicated story like it was actually a pretty interesting story and like it just kept focusing on okay here's how we're going to do this story like we're not actually going to give them choices this is going to be more complicated than it is it's just a narrative um and there is something so rewarding about that to be forced to like okay this is how i'm going to take it yeah exactly i mean i i think you i think the you know choose your choose your own adventure um i think it can work and i mean i think i think you know mass effect uh, did work. I think Mass Effect One, you know, was was good but flawed. I think Mass Effect Two was, you know, uh, was was excellent. And and I thought Mass Effect Three until uh, until the last mission was, you know, was I thought it was very good. And I thought the last mission was fine. You know, it, it's just the the way that they presented the choices and you know and and i mean a lot of the way that everything was presented i just think that they didn't want to force you into a direction so badly they wanted to open everything up so badly that it just it just ended up hindering the story way more than way way more than they ever anticipated Mm, yeah 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 i mean it's it makes sense. But let me ask you, let me ask you this. So like, I, I feel like we've done a really good job of, of laying out why, uh, why all this is kind of interesting. Um, but let me ask you this. Uh, what is, I mean, what, what do these games mean to you personally? Like they, they sort of have like a, a, a clear kind of like meaning to you personally. They've, they've hung around there for you. How, why do they feel that way? Like what, what do they do for you um, in, in that regard? Um, I mean, 
Star Wars has a, a meaning for me personally. And I mean, you know, everybody has their whatever their, um, you know, their personal franchise or, uh, you know, story or, or whatever it is. And and my parents named me Luke because of Star Wars. <laughs> and they showed me Star Wars when uh, that's the those are the first movies I can remember watching. I'm sure I watched other movies before that, but that, you know. That's what I grew up, you know, when I was a kid, that's what I, you know, it's what I always wanted to do. And, you know, and it's for better or worse, you know, you love a, a franchise and it's silly and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's awful. Sure. Yeah. Um, and but to me, the games were the chance to actually do something that I had always wanted to do, see another part of this universe where it was, you know, all these people and all these, all these Jedi. And it wasn't just a couple of people with lightsabers. It was like, it was a thousand people, you know, and it was, it was all this stuff like that. And then, um, it, it was also like, okay, let's, you know, get your friends, you know, get your friends together and get the, you know, and, and, and do things like that. But the game to me personally was, it, it's the first game I can really remember saying like, okay, this is an RPG. I really loved it. I'm going to go back and I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it differently and see how I can do it, you know, and see how I can, I can replay it. And, and now, I you know, well, not as much anymore now that I have a kid, but, uh, you know, before that I would obviously go back and be like, yeah, I'm going to play through fallout again. Cause I obviously have 200 hours to, to kill. Yeah, exactly. To, to build a house in Boston. I, yeah, like, uh, I it's, don't know. It's interesting though. Cause like it, it is about like, I mean, what you're telling me and, and I, I like thinking about this in terms of star Wars, honestly, because you know what the, I mean, I want to say what the what the prequels didn't do, but they definitely tried to do it in just like a a weird way. Um, it, but all these games are 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 doing universe building. Like like what what appeals mm-hmm. to you about Star Wars, and I think what appeals to a lot of people about Star Wars is the universe building. Is the idea that mm-hmm. like oh, this is a world. Like this is not just a world. This is a series of worlds. Not just a series of worlds. A series of systems, and they all interconnect. People have heard of mm-hmm. people have not, and like. That kind of mm-hmm. stuff really, I think, engages people. And the the KOTOR games, instead of doing, you know, like, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think, like, instead of doing uh, a shtick where it's like, um, uh, you know, Senate hearings and uh, budget proposals <laughs> uh, was, I mean, it's it's like, it's like characters. I mean, there are lightsabers, there's emotional connections, there's mm-hmm. people you've never seen. Like, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is. And I mean, it's, it's something that I realized later on that I'm drawn to is things like, I remember when my parents, um, uh, gave me the Lord of the Rings, um, books when I was, I think I was like 12 or something and I read them and, uh, you know, I got through them by the time I was, you know, 14 and, and, um, and I wanted to know everything about these worlds, about this world. And I didn't realize at the time that like, that's how I was about star Wars too. That's why I read like these like random star Wars books that, you know, a lot of the EU was just abominably bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah, of course. 
And, you know, and it, you know, it, I didn't realize it at the time. And now I'll just, you know, sit because I'm holding my daughter and I'm just, you know, I'm watching her all the time. And so I'll just sit here and I'll be like, well, I can't really do anything um, except, you know, watch TV or so I'm just going to sit here and watch YouTube and I'm going to watch, you know, Star Wars lore videos or Game of Thrones lore videos because that's how big a nerd I am. Yeah. I just watch lore videos. Well, and I mean, that's like, I think like at a certain point, we, um, at a certain point, like it's, it becomes, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's a sad thing. Like, I don't think it's a matter of, excuse me. I don't think it's a matter of like becoming less creative or less ambitious as we grow older. I think honestly, like, Mm -hmm. it's just that we become open to the idea of imaginative creation via just like learning things. Um, and so, mm-hmm. like, if you like the Silmarillion, if you like, you know, uh, Star Wars games, <laughs> if you like all this stuff, you have a certain kind mm-hmm. of mind that, like, oh, hey, like, I'm just going to sit here and watch someone unpack a particular character from Dark Souls based on, like, the three things the game has given us. And, like, <laughs> that's going to be super entertaining for me. I think, like, there's there's a very clear element of of just wanting to live in a fully realized fantasy world, which is not, a, I'm not, not meant to feel yep. like a bad thing. It's just like, it's, it is what it is. Like it's, it's, you want mm-hmm. a fully realized fantasy world. And the other star Wars games were simulations, but they weren't fully realized ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's wanting, it's what all immersive types of art are. It's just what they strive to be, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, you read a good book, you go to wherever that book is set. If it's, you know, if if it's set, if it's a really good book and it's set in Kansas, then you, you know, your mind takes you to Kansas. If it's a really good books, you know, if you're reading The Left Hand of Darkness, you know, then you're going to to that world. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing here when you play a video game any video game that's really good or at least really good to you and you're playing it like that, you create that world in your head and, and these games allowed you to do that. They allowed you to expand on that, you know, star Wars, star Wars world. And I mean, they're extremely popular as, I mean, as far as I can tell, it's, you know, the like thing that people most request, they bring back Mm -hmm. you know they just say like just bring these two games back just make them canon and you know like these couple of books you know not all of them just just a couple you know just well yeah bring bring back the bring back the parts of the universe that we became invested in bring back the parts that like (laughs) yes we we want to have existing not because like we're nerds or that we we like can't stand change but because like it's comfortable to imagine parts of the universe exist that you're never going to actually see in a film Mm -hmm. Or a game for that matter. I mean, and it's, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, like, growing up, you know, you have to, you you have to understand that when Disney takes us over and we're finally going to get new movies, they're not going to be the same Luke Skywalker and Leia and all this stuff that you remembered from reading these books they can't be because these people are now older. So if you want these actors to come back, 
you, you know, you have to deal with that age gap and you have to say, you know, what happened here and all this sort of stuff. And you can't just, you know, you can't have the, the Luke that everybody read about when they were kids and the Leia, you know, da, 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 da. And I mean, I think a lot of people couldn't separate the headcanon that they had for Luke. And that's what caused a lot of the uproar for the last Jedi. Yeah. And I mean, that's obviously or simplifying a lot of it and people, you know. but no, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, and, and I don't know, like part of me wonders, and I guess this goes into the game and like why a game is such a good, such a good receptacle for this kind of thing. Like part of me wonders, gosh, like what if, like what about this is, is wrong and what about it is right. Like some of the Luke stuff mm-hmm. is, you know, it sucks because it's a bunch of people who want to call everyone else SJWs or something like that. And part mm-hmm. of it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I spent, you know, 30 years thinking about Luke Skywalker and now it's a little different and that's off-putting. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird. Um, yeah. yeah, I think like, I think yeah. that's reasonable. I think it's reasonable to be like, well, that that kind of freaks me out. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I mean, uh, sorry. I, I mean, uh, I, of course, uh, I think it's it's reasonable for anybody to, um, you know, for anybody to, you know, not like a movie like this because I mean it's a it's a divisive movie. You have you know a character like Luke Skywalker who literally throughout all of uh, all of the material before this is presented as you know basically a Boy Scout, um, and you have him, you know creating you know creating kylo ren and i won't go yeah. into it you know because it's you know more recent or whatever <laughs> but um it, you know it, it and and that threw a lot of people off and i mean honestly there's nothing wrong with being like i didn't like you know i didn't like that portrayal mm-hmm. of it the problem it's it's like anything else there's nothing wrong with with liking star wars nothing wrong with liking rick and morty or the simpsons or you know, any other, you know, non-obviously toxic thing. The problem is when you take it from, you know, I love Rick and Morty to, you know, throwing shit at wage workers at McDonald's because they don't have the sauce. You know, it's like that that that's the that's the problem when you when you lose the the touch that you have with the reality for like a fan base thing. You know, that's that that's when it's I agree. And I think like I mean, I think one of the things that video games give us is that you can like and it's one of the problems. with It's one of the complexities of video games, too. But like you can embody them in any way you want. Like KOTOR has a particular Mm -hmm. storyline, but you can choose the way you exist in that storyline. Like even in terms of like who you interact with, when you interact with them, like what you're going to do in a particular mission, how you're going to complete a certain part of the game. Mm -hmm. Like all of that's very much something you can you can manage yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, if that doesn't give people a sense of, you know, well-being or good feeling, I, I, I can't imagine what would. Um, and, and maybe in some yeah. ways, like, I mean, obviously it's not as profitable and probably not as satisfying, but in some ways, I don't know, like that seems to be the way to solve some of these fandom crises to be like, hey, look, like play the video game. And you can kind of round out the edges how you want. You can embody it how you want, and 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 maybe that'll maybe that'll change the way you feel about it. I I mean, yeah, I I agree. I mean, that's you know that's the thing, but you know that's the difference between you know 
people who are gonna people who are gonna play through a game you know and and you know people like you know me and you who you know if one of us you know loved something like the last jedi or you know some other piece of divisive or semi-divisive or whatever art uh, you know and we'd say i like it i hate it you know and then right like, yeah okay, we can whatever, actually move on you know? it, but people get so invested right. that they can yeah 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 i mean and and that's the you know and that's the yeah. that's the problem you know that's when you take it from something where you're invested with it which is fine you know being invested with gamer culture is fine just like being invested with film culture or you know whatever is fine the problem is when you take it to that next whatever but that's not gamer culture anymore that's something that i'm that's some kind of culture that i'm not qualified <laughs> to talk about because i don't have a psychiatry degree but it's something else that calls in, you know, SWAT, you know, SWAT. Well, I mean, in, it, in a way, it's sort of like, and, and, and I think this is a good way to bring it back around. It's like, it's, it's, it's a way of experiencing mm-hmm. something antagonistically as opposed to living in it in the way that you might, that we were talking about it, like this idea of like embodying yeah. or, or, or being embodied by, or however you want to imagine it, a, a universe or a fandom or an yeah. idea, like, the the version of that where it's like oh yeah like i i hate these people so much that i'm going to call like swat teams on them or whatever like that's different yeah. like then you can't do that in kotor you it's a, it's a single player uh, ed zitron talked yeah. about this when he was on like it's a yeah. single player uh campaign that is like you're doing it like it and that produces a different kind of mm-hmm. engagement than other fandoms do mm-hmm. yeah I- exactly it's and uh, I've seen a few people mention it on Twitter and it's the same point that, that, that I guess Ed was making. We don't have as many good single player games anymore. It seems everything's built around, you know, multiplayer now, which is, which is fine to an extent. I love, you know, I love Overwatch and stuff like that, but you know, it's like, I want more, you know, like good new single player games that I can just, you know, play by, you know, yeah. play by myself. And not everything has to be like multiplayer connected, you know, not that, you know, obviously there's anything wrong with that. It's just. Yeah. Well, yeah. this has been great, actually. I think we've done a good job. Like this has been this has been contemplative in a way that I think and sort of like contemplative and also kind of like openly sort of searching in a way that I don't always think uh, these podcasts go. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, really pleased with that. I mean, is there anything you feel like we, I really am. I really, that, that probably has a lot more to do with about with where I am in my life than, uh, than anything, (laughs) than anything else. uh, That's why I like having different people on the show, man. That's exactly it. uh, Um, It gets kind of blue, you know, this, this time of night. yeah, Yeah. So what, I mean, what do you, what do you, um, do you think we missed anything? I mean, you know, like I, it's one of those things where, you know, I could talk about the, you know, the minutia of it and, and, you know, the plot and, and everything like that, um, all, you know, all night, but, uh, you know, something, <laughs> something that, something that I was thinking, um, about was, um, I, I'm going to 
I'm going to go back and I want to play through the second game again because I think I only played through it once because I'm, <laughs> I met uh, the woman who's now my wife right after it came out. So Yeah, and so you yeah. probably had other stuff to do. No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. I think I'm going to do that, and uh, I think I might do like a, like a you know like a let's play series and put it on YouTube and see you know see how that goes. Just to, you know, yeah, throw it out. You should there. see if people. And yeah, if you ever if you ever want to. I mean, I've never actually played through the whole games myself, so mm-hmm. I've been planning on it for a while. I have them on Steam. They're they're hanging out there. So if you ever do, let me know. Yeah, I, I definitely will. And uh, and yeah, I would. Yeah. I'd love to uh, love to have uh, any input on it and uh, and everything like that. But I appreciate you having me on. And hey, um, anytime, and people should follow you at Luke is amazing. Yes, I, I um, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Anything else you want to plug or talk about, or just 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 your Twitter and your sonorous tones? <laughs> I, yeah, just just this uh, this this shrill nasally voice of mine. Just it's not shrill. It's not shrill. <laughs> Well, I uh, I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, of course, yeah. man, anytime. Please Love come back. Show. Thank you. Well, well, thank you. Appreciate that. Talk to you soon. <laughs>